about that, Al. Hope you had a great weekend. And like you heard Chris say right there, obviously we're doing this with some heavy hearts today with everything that's taking place here in our community. Um, I know that you, Al, are thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. We're all thinking about that. But uh, we're going to do our show, and we're going to do it with a heavy heart. Um, how was your weekend, my friend? Did you have a good one? Yeah, good weekend. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Lakers had a couple of games. You had all the NFL games going on this weekend. It was... Uh, we don't have too many. We're reaching a point here, Trav, where at some point in the near future, football will be done. And we yeah. know that. It's like three games left. I know. I know. And, and it, it's funny because every time you get this close, it's like, what the heck just happened with the season? How did the season just <laughs> come and go that quick? But uh, weekend was good. Um, kept busy. I'll give you my update on um, my New York strip around well. two. I, I'm a little concerned because I didn't hear from you over the weekend yeah. about it. Leads me to believe that perhaps it was less than successful. <laughs> you did hear from me the only time you heard from me was that your underscore on the which game was it the uh the first one yesterday bills and oh uh, yeah Bengals. bill since yeah you hit that one on the dot and then yeah. i didn't i did not the stake was after that <laughs> oh i thought you were doing it on saturday you didn't end up doing sunday? it on saturday wait till okay. sunday yeah. So, do you want to give us a preview did you completely botch it did you burn your kitchen to the ground what happened um better this was better. Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. That's- yeah, and I and I think I I took some tips and then also was quicker on the searing of the game plan there, which helped mm-hmm. a lot. Um, granted, it was one hundred percent a Vegas club um, as far as the smoke goes. That <laughs> everything had to be opened, but it didn't. It the steak was it came out better. So I'll, I'll give you. I'll I'll tell you more as we go. All right, we'll get some more details on that coming up in just a little bit. Um, Lakers had one of their great comeback wins in really ever. I mean, obviously a postseason or a regular season game instead of a postseason game, but still you're down by 25 points at one point, not really a, a game that you're expecting to win, and they did on the heels of beating Memphis uh, earlier in the weekend. So Lakers have kind of turned the ship around a little bit, and breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Uh, the Lakers are in the process of finalizing a trade. They're going to send Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks mm-hmm. to the Wizard, Wizards for Ru Hachimura. Uh, he's a former lottery pick. This is somebody that they couldn't come to an agreement. They decided to go with Kyle Kuzma in a different direction. But this is kind of those deals that you and I have been talking about, kind of on the edge, not the big blockbuster deal, but something that hopefully makes the the Lakers a little bit better in an area where they need to improve a great deal. Trav, which is okay, right? Right. You, you don't have to. I think that's the key thing. Sometimes we think of a trade, and we're thinking, well, it's got to be Russ, or it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. It's got to be this blockbuster. There goes your picks in 2027, 20, 2029. This was very quiet. Um, this is not something that I don't think any of us, when when Woj and Shams put this out, literally within the last half hour or so, it's kind of the first that we've heard of it. I will tell you this. Um, as somebody who's been pleading, please go get a wing, you need a good wing. The NBA is built off of wings, and... The Lakers do not have a six foot eight. I can switch and guard multiple positions. By the way, I'm a decent three point shooter. Think about the looks that he's going to. I think he's career 36% three point shooter. He's young. Um, but think about the looks he's going to get with the attention LeBron and Anthony Davis have, those types of looks. He can. If you go AD Braun and um, and Hachimura at your your five four three, it's a guy that can guard multiple positions. 
I, I don't know what's going to happen, right, until he gets on the basketball floor and you actually see him with the Lakers. Is it the right fit? Is it the right chemistry? Is it the right that? To me, it sounds like it's worth what they gave up. You don't give up any first-rounders. I'm not undervaluing second-rounders. Sure. It's more that I'm paying attention to a franchise that is trying to win today and at least got somebody that they have control over for the next year or so, and they didn't have to give up a first round to go get him. Well, that's the thing, right? It's not so – I mean, if Hachimura, he'll either be a good player, a good addition, or he won't, right? That 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 We'll find that out over the next couple of months. It's either going to be something like, wow, what a great deal, or – it really didn't do much it's what was going out to me that was the most important part of all of these deals that they're doing whether it included one first round pick two first round picks or what this one was which was Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks Kendrick Nunn no disrespect to Kendrick Nunn but I don't think anybody you know fine he he can go the three second rounders may or may not turn into anything there wasn't a lot of risk on the Laker and that, that, that's why I like this. It wasn't because two first-round picks or even one first-round pick, and I know we talked forever and ever about Russell Westbrook perhaps being included in one of those deals. Those are all assets that are very, very valuable. So now when you're sending out what they sent out and getting back, it's one of those, look, if it works out, great, found money. And if it doesn't, how much of a, of, of a you know, did you put yourself behind the eight ball? Not really that much, actually. So I, I really like this deal because if it hits – all gravy and mm-hmm. if it doesn't you really didn't lose all that much and you're not asking you know sometimes you have a deal that comes in on the other end and you're asking a player to usually when you make a deal it's like okay this guy's got to be so impactful i'm not saying he doesn't have to be impactful of course he does but the weight's always going to be on lebron and anthony davis i i think the the lakers have kind of shown here at least over the last month without ad Russ's value is a lot better, and just him coming off the bench, there's um, there's no more, at least there's a lot less of, did you see how bad of a game Russ had? And that was a conversation for pretty much a year or so, so sure. that's changed. And then you got you actually got some role players here. I, if we tie in last night's game as an example, listen, I'm not telling you they're going to do this every night because they're not. Dennis Schroeder, another 25 or 27. Thomas Bryant, 31 and 14. It's not like... The one player that you got coming back, they're going to depend on to do everything. They got some other guys that are contributing, but this was a much-needed position, and the Lakers finally got a wing. Did you follow Patrick Beverly's advice, and did you yourself stay swaggy after halftime? Because that was apparently what he told uh, the guys in the locker room, Mm -hmm. that, hey, guys, don't lose your swag. Make sure that you stay swaggy, and they went out there and took over in the second half. Did you stay swaggy during the halftime Well, when I walked in, I looked at Taylor... (laughs) And I started pointing to my wrist, like, "Oh, is it game? Is it game time? Oh, the watch isn't working, is it?" And then I walked in the studio, and Taylor had no idea what I was talking about. So that was it, it was a great communication. Between you know, and I. It, it's funny because we've been, you know, when they signed Beverly, I know you and I both were like, "Yeah, they need somebody that's kind of, you know, the." The adjutant, the guy that bothers other people, the guy that brings a little edge, the guy that does all those things, and it has been none of those things. I mean, none of it all season long, and then they have this miraculous comeback that takes place yesterday, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Patrick Beverly got everybody going during the half. I'm like, really? I mean, I'm happy that it happened, but that why, why did we have to play more than half the season for him to tell people to be swaggy? Well, <laughs> I mean, why, why couldn't we have been swaggy two months ago? Here's what's funny is actually a lot of the trades that we've been talking about included Pat Bev. Right? Yeah. That, that was one of the players that you were um, – he, he has not had as much impact as you were hoping for, and he's never going to show up. It's not like his game is – 
you know, 10-7-7. and That ain't going to happen. I mean, yesterday, even honestly, it, it's he had a big impact in yesterday's game because he was guarding Dame, and obviously Dame was off of his game 5-17 of 17 from the field. Um, Pat Bev had the highest plus-minus. We just haven't really had a lot of opportunities to kind of praise that because it hasn't been there on a consistent basis. But T. Roger, it was a weird weekend. And they beat Memphis. I still don't understand how they beat the Grizzlies. That still made absolutely no sense. <laughs> and then yesterday down 25, you know, I'm, Lakers go up 14 right out the gate. They're up 18 to 4. And then you go and, you know, uh, I don't know, go grab a drink or something like that and come back. You sit down. You're like, Lakers are down 25 and it's all in the same half. <laughs> It's all in the same 24 minutes, and I'm right. texting with John during the game. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So you kind of assume the game is over, and then the Lakers, you, here's your second half stat, 75-41. to 41. Lakers won the second half by 34 points. I can't, I can't help. I can't understand it. So the deal is official. Here, here are the final terms of the deal. This according to Woj. Uh, Hachimura for Kendrick Nunn, a 2023 second via Chicago, 2029 L.A. second, and the less favorable of the 2028 Washington and L.A. seconds, according to ESPN. So I hope you wrote that down, Slee, because I don't know what that means other than a bunch of late picks and Kendrick Nunn for Hachimura. That's what I understand it to be. Well, here, here's what's funny. You know, Whenever you look at 2027 and 2029, the reason why a lot of people want those picks from the Lakers, they're timing this up and saying, okay, we're going to assume Lakers are in a rebuild, Mm -hmm. right? The first rounders, the first rounders. We're going to assume that those picks in 2027, in three years, where are the Lakers? I can't tell you, but, you know, I'm assuming Braun is. or should we just continue to say towards the end of his career? Is he just going to do this for another 11 I, 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 more years? I stopped saying that okay. about three years ago. Okay. I'm just assuming he's <laughs> never going to leave. He's going to be 63 and bringing the ball up and taking the last shot. I, you I'm might be right. trying to predict that. You might be right. But they did avoid they did avoid that you know complication, at least for now, right? And maybe those picks are still used. It doesn't have to be used this year, but I'm just saying maybe they're still used down the road. Um, but nonetheless, they got uh, a player that I think they really, really needed that size and everything else, and they didn't have to give up one of those first rounds. Right, so I got one for you. We can continue to do this too. Plus, I want to do a little football coming up here in just a little bit. Um, does this satisfy what we think LeBron James wanted them to do? Right when he was kind of dropping the, he was doing the LeBron thing, a little breadcrumb here, a little yeah. breadcrumb there about you know, you know what has to happen. Is this what he thought had to happen? This kind of auxiliary move around the edges, or does this just kind of put you in a different space for a little while? Because the trade deadline's still coming up, and what do we got? We got eight days here, and I got seventeen days away before the trade deadline. Is there more to come? Is, is there the bigger one to come, including the first-rounders? Maybe Russell Westbrook is in it, and, and a player coming back the other way that says you, makes you go, wait, we got who? Because I don't know that Hachimura does that. If you're an NBA guy, you know who he is, and you know he's a first-round, eighth or ninth overall, not that long ago, but I don't know how much he moves the needle. Is that deal still coming? So I will say this, Trev. I think we kind of talked about this last week about the market's going to kind of tell you what to do. And if – the um, if the market continues to say, hey, there's no real good deal out here, the Lakers shouldn't go do it. I, I the the chatter for me just being around the Laker coverage and everything else, the Russ chatter is really quieted down. I mean, really, really quieted down. So where maybe you know before the season started, uh, you were in the off season. Right when the season began, it was like 
bro, you got to move Russ. This is not working. That conversation's not there as much. What I'm curious about more than anything else, listen, if they don't make a move, uh, Anthony Davis could be back on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your season either way. As in, if Anthony Davis comes back and um, he's playing, it doesn't have to be exactly what he was over those that 30-day stretch, but if he's coming back and he's Anthony Davis and he's on the floor more times than he's not, that's the biggest addition that you have. I look at the rest of the West, and I'm not I'm not telling you that because the Lakers beat Memphis. They are better than the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I will say that Good. They, they've had <laughs> <laughs> because if you were, I was going to hang up on you. <laughs> they've had enough. They've had enough games where they're two and two against Denver. Um, they beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They lost in overtime to Boston. They lost two close ones against Philly. I don't know, you know, what they would do in a playoff run, but I'm more comfortable today than I think I was yesterday. All right, Laker fans, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll get to you coming up in just a little bit. Plus, we got our conference championship game set, and I've changed my tune. I, I had a favorite coming into the playoffs that's still alive. Not my favorite anymore. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So so far, pretty good, Slee. We've only had one like straight up clunker so far in the playoffs. It did involve one of the divisional games over the weekend, but not a bad batting average so far. I got to be honest. I wasn't for some reason this past weekend. It, it didn't it didn't reel me in like the following weekend. Remember, I was the one talking about no, no, no this is the weekend. This is the weekend. <laughs> When did you become and a I, UCLA fan? And I said it like that. I'm pretty sure I told you I said it like that. And then the I don't know the I, I guess right out the gate, um, I just wasn't as just didn't rope me in the way I was hoping for. Not that the games were bad. I mean, obviously the Cowboys Niners games coming down to the final drive, if you want to call it the final drive. Um, but there was just enough space that you know the Giants. The Giants Eagles game, you were good after fourteen nothing. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to change. I, I I literally turned it off at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, like, no, nope, this it was one, over. This, enjoy enjoy the rest of your Saturday because you don't need to watch this anymore. This this is this is a completely done game. Uh, I want to get your story about uh, Shannon Sharp at the the Laker game on Friday night because that obviously was a big deal. But yep. you mentioned the Cowboys and Niners at the end. Uh, how I think they can probably get rid of that play where Zeke Elliott's the center. I, I I feel like that's probably something we don't need to do anytime soon. What a disaster that was. Kind of liked it. You know, really threw off. <laughs> Did you like the part where he got planted in the ground like a railroad spike? Did you like that part the well, best? Well, I'm not saying they executed it perfectly, but I go back to that play next year. 
I start out the season next year with a similar play. I, I'm not a football coach. I don't know anything about anything. But if I could offer Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys one small bit of advice, yeah. maybe we work on that last play of the game thing. Because two years in a row, their last play of the game has been a complete disaster. Well, I, I, how I about this? I'm just throwing it out there. Since you say that you're not a coach, and neither am I, how about not all of Twitter – asking why are you guys running this play that right out the gate should be enough <laughs> well, to tell Greg you Olson that those who are not experts <laughs> should not be giving the advice for those Gre- who are greg olson as it's unfolding he's like wait zeke elliott's gonna be the center this looks Correct. like my flag football team what are the you know and then sure as you know what it doesn't work out at all just a mr, <laughs> just a mr. olson mess. that is correct all and right, just so you know, J- Jerry Jones was like, oh, don't worry about McCarthy's job. Don't worry about the kicker's job. Everything's fine. Okay, Everything's fine. Okay, Jerry. Great. Yeah, the kicker seemed fine. Uh, fine. No problem there at all. First first PAT attempt. By the way, had that not been blocked, it would have been oh, it was 38 feet, feet off. to the left yeah, of, the, it was off. of the uprights. It had no chance. All right, this didn't happen, but let's say Dallas scores on that final drive. Oh, yeah, they I sc- thought about they, that. They yep. score a touchdown. They're down one. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you let that do? Keep in mind, at this point, he's missed six of his last seven PATs. Yep. Made a couple of field goals, but he's missed six of seven PATs. You're going to hate my answer. I think he kicks the extra point. I think he does. You think that's Mike McCarthy? Is he runs him out there to kick it? Yes. What if he because at I that know. point you're putting your job in, in, <laughs> because the, the 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 other example or I should say the other explanation is a much more hey listen I he hasn't made one in three weeks sure I'm not this was not the one that he's going to make I understand that we lost anyway but if we make it we win the game and I think everybody goes yeah it's kind of in a no win situation because if you run him out there and he misses mm-hmm. everybody gets fired mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean everybody well, I, I guess gets I, sent home. I guess here's the question. Do you, as the road team, want to go? Do you want to extend the game and get to OT, or are you going for the win right now? And you kind of even put to the side for a quick second that your kicker is as successful as you and I lining up for an extra point kick. <laughs> You're better. Put yeah, that, I've seen you kick PATs. It's so fine. Put that You're to the side for a quick second. But I think the question comes down to. Hey, are, are we you know are we going for the kill right now? Knowing that a you have a kicker that you're not confident, and b do you want the game to be extended to go into overtime? Um, that, that that would have come on, man. That would have made for some unbelievable it, drama. It would have been the most pressure-packed decision, and it's all based on the result. Because if they run him out there to kick it and he misses it, that guy never plays in the league again. God knows what happens after that. That Jerry Jones probably walks down and fires Mike McCarthy before he's gotten off the field. Everything that could have gone wrong didn't because they had Zeke Elliott as their center for five minutes, which made no sense at all. Anyway, we'll come uh, back speak to for that yourself. <laughs> you should drop some plays. All right, who, who's our running back? Okay, he's now the center. Why not have Dak Prescott play left guard on that play? I'm telling you, all I wanted, what you could have done is if Dak had his back turned to the defense <laughs> and was drawing on his chest, right? Okay, here's what you can do. Lamb, you go up and then just kind of chair, right? Do a chair and I'll hit you on a post. Down and out by the fire hydrant in between the Buick Skylark, <laughs> right? That's how you used to do it back in Almost the, uh, so the street back in the day. Almost so stupid it might work, you know. That's, I think that's what was going on in their head. 
So where were you at the Laker game on Friday night yeah. when that stuff started to go down with well, Shannon Sharp? Come on, let's let's be honest here. You know how it goes. When when stuff's about to go down, I'm going down. Right? Like so <laughs> I had halftime. Taylor, don't smile, bro. I hate when you smile. It takes away some of my confidence, okay? So when it's about to go down, um I, okay, I'm I'm getting ready to do halftime. And listen, there's uh there's some commotion, but you have no idea what the commotion is. And then you just see Shannon um, pointing fingers at Stephen Adams, pointing fingers at Ja's dad. I didn't know at the at the time it was Ja Morant's dad. Yeah, she was trying to kind of put all these pieces together. I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Um, is Shannon yelling at the Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> is sixty percent of the Grizzlies team walking towards Shannon? Is Shannon being escorted? Is he being escorted out? In the beginning, you didn't really know it was Shannon, and then you saw somebody that was 265 pounds and had 1% body fat. I'm like, I think that's Shannon. There's not a lot of guys that look like Shannon. I think that's he's, Shannon. He's one of one, yeah. Um, and so just as it was all kind of going down, it was it was a perfect L.A. scene where everybody's looking. You know, those who are getting ready to kind of leave their seats and go, uh, I don't know, go use a restroom or go grab a pretzel, whatever you do at halftime, right? Everybody just kind of stopped, and then all the attention was just on the floor. Lakers had already gone, right? They're already back in the tunnel. Um, it was kind of comical to see it all unfold. It was very L.A., and then it was just Shannon Sharp with a whole other team. It was Funches who was like, hey, bro, look, there's a fight. It was like we were both in ninth grade or something, and he's pointing <laughs> out a fight, and we all stood there, just needed some popcorn to watch. It was bizarre because of the par- parties involved. Very bizarre. A- and then he comes back. Yeah. That was the part that was mo- – because, look, I, I get it. He's a famous person, and he's well-known, and he's on TV and all this stuff. But usually if you get into an altercation with the players or a near altercation with the players, they send you home for the night. That, that I, I didn't know that being a, an, an NFL Hall of Famer means that you can nearly come to blows with NBA players during their game and you don't have to leave the arena. Okay, here, here's what's funny about it, Trev. I, I actually – when he came back, you know, started that second half and he's going to get a seat – it didn't really kind of throw me off, and it should have. I, I should have just. I, I just assumed, hey, yeah, it's, it's Shannon Sharp. He's going to go back to his seat, and everything is going to be fine. And over his shoulder is going to be somebody that's asking him, "What's the next drink that you want?" And I didn't really think twice about it. Dylan Brooks, after the game, just listen, listen to Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks asked the same thing. Like, wait a minute here. We've seen this in the NBA. You've seen it. Bron has pointed out somebody Westbrook in the too. stands. Westbrook sure. has pointed out. I've seen um, Draymond Green do it recently. Yeah, It's not uncommon for somebody to be chirping and an NBA player to say, hey, see that dude right there? Let's go get him and his friend out of the game. This is what Dylan Brooks had to say after. Do you think it's appropriate for a fan to kind of go back and forth with you guys like that? A regular pedestrian like him? No. Shouldn't have never came back in the game. But it's L.A. It's L.A. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that actually, that one kind of threw me out. But, but it's L.A. as in they've got thrown out here, I think, just because it's your Shannon Sharp celebrity. He didn't get thrown out. I, the more I kind of thought about it after the game and I heard Dylan Brooks's response, yeah, I get it. He should have been kicked out of the game. Of and course there is he no should. there is no, you know, if ands or buts about it. He should have been kicked out of the game and he wasn't. No, that you do not get to do that and come back and enjoy the second half. That's not how that works, right? You may be able to get away with, you know, a chirp here or there and yeah. somebody comes by and says, "Hey, listen, you're Shannon Sharp. We're not going to make a big deal of this, but you need to chill out." You can't have what happened happened and then just go back to like Brooks is 100% right. 
And and I don't know if so, I mean I do know that celebrity is a big deal here, but I didn't know it was a big deal enough to where you can do that and not get removed from the arena because I don't know if there's anybody that survives that other than a very famous person. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. I I heard I heard Shannon this morning. He was just doing his whole hey my apology, all that stuff. He did everything. Uh, he'd have to do it any, or he would have had to have done it anyways, even if he didn't come back in the second half. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was an interesting one, and it was it was a side note to a a game that was kind of bizarre, um, really kind of a bizarre weekend in general for the Lakers. And um, yeah, Shannon got to uh, sit back and enjoy the second half, even though he wanted to go up against the entire Memphis Grizzlies team. <laughs> All right, it is a Bud Light reaction Monday on Seven Ten ESPN. We're reacting to everything that went down on the divisional playoff weekend, presented by. Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. Al, did you watch my primer on how to set up your cooler over the weekend? I did watch it. Good. I love the... Did you take notes? I didn't take notes. I everything's up here right now. Eight percent. I keep eight percent storage up here. Perfect. Um, I, I saw the way you laid it out. You're yeah. It's a veteran. It's a vet vet in the game. Came home about seven eight hours later, Slee, and you, the cans were so cold you could barely touch them. It was just it was just a, a masterpiece on how to get those. They things exploded. Dialed in and ready to go. <laughs> I would like to change my vote for the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you noticed how fancy the room I'm in is, Al? Have really you really nice. kind of taken it all in? You see the fireplace back there, yep. the oil paintings. Mm-hmm. Just I'm in my element. Well, in the beginning, I thought I was like, "Oh, Trav's home. He he's bought a new house. <laughs> yeah, he got right. a new house. Uh huh. This room I thought Rotolo. I thought Sweet James. I'm like, Trav is he's moving up. He's moving up in the world. Look, I I. I <laughs> I like to do a lot of different things in the world. I'd like to do kind of down and dirty, and I also like to do very fancy. Yep. Today is a very fancy day. It's We're here at Riv. It's a beautiful – I literally – hand to God, Slee, true. Mm-hmm. From where I'm sitting in this room right now, I'm looking out this window, just a panoramic view of the ocean. I've, wow. got, I've got the Riviera kind of laid out below mm-hmm. us right here. Uh, Why wood, are you wearing a robe? Paneling. <laughs> I got a robe and the slippers. That part is not true. Everything else is. It's just uh, – it's a pretty good day. We're going to do uh, a little uh, a little Riv golf. I just met awesome. uh, our contest winner a couple of minutes ago. Looks like he can play a little bit of golf, and it's blowing about 600 miles an hour out here. So that should be make it make it pretty easy along the way. Look, that's what I need. That's the type of weather I need when I go golf, where it's so windy it actually puts me right down right down the fairway. 
No, no, this is this is perfect for Al. Al is gonna hit it. The wind is blowing left. He always hits it right. It's right down the fairway. This ball is everything's getting pushed to Malibu from where we're standing right now. It's about where these shots are gonna gonna start coming down. Uh, if you're just getting in your car, you're just checking us out right now. Let me get you up to speed. The Lakers did make a trade this morning. Uh, Ru Hachimura from the Wizards is coming to the Lakers. Three second-round picks mm-hmm. and Kendrick Nunn heading back to the uh, Wizards. That according to ESPN. He was the ninth overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft, so not that long ago. You know, th- this is how it goes. You, get, you go to a place, if it doesn't really happen, you kind of move to the next place and hope that it happens there, and I think that's what the Lakers are trying to do with Hachimura. Well, uh, on top of this, you know, Kuzma was traded to the Wizards in, um, for the Russ deal. Kuz has kind of taken over what they were hoping he was going to be. Kuz is about to get paid this summer. So I think for them, it's like, all right, where's our money going to go? Let's make sure this money goes to Kuz. Let's get some assets along the way. Wizards aren't really going anywhere. So it, it's a good move for them. And I, I think for the Lakers, this is your chance to capitalize on something. You you know, th- this is a perfect example. The NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, some teams have too much of something. Lakers have too many guards. Um, the Wizards have too many wings. Right? So to, to get a wing that you desperately need, and it's not as much of a need for the, the Wizards, that hopefully is a win-win. Um, Woj also put out this tweet just to kind of keep in mind here. The idea for trading for Hachimura, it, the intention of signing him to an extension this summer. He's a 6'8 wing that shoots around, shoots around 36% from three. That's literally identical what the Lakers need, that type yep. of a player. Yep. Um, good wingspan, can guard multiple defenders. So did they give up some stuff? Of course they did. They gave up some second rounders, but I think it's a it's a it's, it's the right it's the stuff, right risk right, to it's, it's the, the right, right risk to take to give away. It's like that my fear was you're getting a player kinda like this, but the price to get him was far higher. This feels right. One a guy for the Lakers in 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 none. They really never had the impact that you were hoping he was going to have. Never really kind of fit in the way that you were hoping he would fit in. And then some late round draft picks, second round draft picks down the line. This is about the price to kind of. I don't want to say take a flyer. I think it's a better deal than taking a flyer, but it's flyer adjacent. <laughs> it's in flyer neighborhood. And if if it hits, great. Not a ton of of risk. And if it doesn't, it's also kind of yeah. Well, we didn't give up that much in the first place. I I, I like it. Good news too is. He's not coming here asking to save the Lakers. LeBron and AD are on this team. So he's just got to be a role player. Uh, He's got to be one of those guys. I know. Let's hope AD is back soon and AD stays on the floor. But, Trav, with that in mind, if AD doesn't come back soon and he doesn't stay on the floor – then we already got our answer anyways. There is no solution to whatever they do. So we'll see what happens. All right, so Dallas and San Francisco yesterday in the last uh, divisional playoff game that we saw – I, coming into the playoffs, I thought that San Francisco was the team to beat in that half of the draw for sure, and if not the entire NFL playoff field. They had Christian McCaffrey. They have Debo. Debo they have Ayuk. They have Kittle, who made just a bonkers play in that game yesterday. Um, and they've got that unbelievable defense that just kind of is incredibly stifling. And it felt like Brock Purdy was good enough to get them to where they needed to go. Now, mm-hmm. they're still playing. Yesterday was the first time I've seen the 49ers look like they were trying to navigate their way around a quarterback who was over his skis. That, that he made a couple of good throws. Sleep. There was nothing but blind-ass luck that you and I aren't sitting here this morning talking about Brock Purdy throwing three interceptions yesterday. Hmm. Just, just, they, they just dropped him. 
right? They just couldn't quite get their hands on him. Kittle doesn't make that play. Who knows what happens? This was – you could see he had the little happy feet going. He's pumping the ball along the way. Through the first playoff game and through the six games he played during the regular season, that guy dropped back. He'd hit that left foot or that right foot, and bam, that ball was coming out. Hmm. This was drive. Oh my gosh, there's some guys flying around, and I'm going to run to my left and, run, ah, and just chuck it. He got away with a bunch of plays that I do not think he's going to get away with against Philadelphia on the road, cold, all these sorts of things. It's the first time I've seen him look like what he is, which is a guy that's played seven NFL football mm. games. It's not his fault, but that was a you got away with one as opposed to he took a step forward. So let, let's play it this way, too. First off, you're right. The Cowboys, their defense was phenomenal. Yes. However, they did not capitalize on, on picks that they were supposed to. They didn't get, and we know this in the playoffs, you get in the postseason, that dropped pick will cost you. For that, sure. That fumble that you didn't recover will cost you. And I'm just using that as an example, just kind of in general in the playoffs, right? Um, you, you got Dak that threw two interceptions, one in the red zone. You had Because they couldn't kick a field goal. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. And they had to go for it on fourth downs to kind of right. to, 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 to get in that position. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned, you had uh, Purdy that wasn't going out there and winning you a game. He was actually almost, you, you know, you would you would say that, like you mentioned, for the first time, you're looking at him and you're saying, okay, is this dude an asset right now towards the end of the game or is he a liability? Um, Philly, who I had, I picked the Giants so quick in our picks. By the way, I think I got maybe half a point. If I'm lucky, I got half a point, <laughs> all right? I'll do it during the next break. <laughs> okay, I got it but, right here. But th- this is Philly, who I was so quick, like, ah, you know what, are they really that good at this? They demolished the Giants. Maybe we're all just looking... A team, every single week in the NFL, sometimes a team continues to tell you, hey, we're a pretty good team. And Philadelphia has done that every single week, yet for some reason I haven't bought into them. And what they did, and I think what you're just kind of, the picture that you're painting about San Francisco now going on the road to Philly, that looks like a completely different matchup. Well, you just you, you can kind of see it coming, right? You, there's just this aura that a guy, and I, this is an unfair comparison because one guy's already played in the Super Bowl and looks like he's on the verge of becoming one of the greats. But Joe Burrow's just kind of out there like, what? It's Yeah, it's a blizzard. Who cares? I'm just going to put one over here and put one over here, and it's all good, and I'm just going to march down the field, and I'm going to kick your ass. And then there's an experienced guy, and even Josh Allen kind of gets sped up a little bit in some of these things and tries to do a little too much. Purdy just felt like somebody that had never been in that situation because he hasn't and wasn't quite sure how that was going to make him feel. You know, like when you get in those situations, I don't know if you're giving a speech or you're doing something where I haven't done, I think I know what it is. I've kind of done things like it, but you go out there and there's a room full of people. It's a totally different environment. And last night he felt like the guy that's the weak link in the chain. And I don't know if you get away with it twice. He was that, that, that play from Kittle was so bananas mm-hmm. that he tips it, it goes off his helmet, he tips it again, he catches it. That the defender misses the, Kittle? The, twice. Oh, you're <laughs> right. talking about Diggs. Yes. Uh, okay, all right. Let's stop right there for a second. Was that a business decision? Was that a, you know, uh, Kittle's a lot bigger than me. I think this is going to go badly if I stick my face. Because that, there's, I don't know how he missed him. I don't that, know how he missed my, him. My, my point is, I, I don't, I think the only way you miss him is, is if, you if, you're, tr- if you're trying to – or just maybe just kind of clip him a little bit yeah. because I thought that he was going to get destroyed, and instead he caught the ball. Yeah, Kittle was uh, juggling. Uh, he's <laughs> like, 
off off the freeway exit. Somebody's juggling. It's Kittle. Emily, for, did you hate his juggling act? For twenty, <laughs> Kittle juggles for twenty two yards. Did you see him looking in the camera during that one huddle? Yeah, where, you know the spider cams great. go. To, he's great. too much. He's he's very very funny along the way. Um, by the way, the camera is hanging right. Imagine us. Well, I guess we have it in the studio too. But imagine uh, a camera hanging right over your head in like the most critical play, and he's just like, "Hello, how are you?" Okay, this is. I, I did not think that I was going to be talking about this guy like this at this point. Is Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the NFL? Okay, let me ask you this question before I get into that, which will not answer your question at all. Did you see that <laughs> slow mo of Burrow pregame against the Bills, where he's just warming up and he throws a ball? And like turns around and does a full 360, and there's a camera. Like I gotta find it and show <laughs> I didn't it to you. See it. No, no. I, okay. So okay. The, my favorite thing right now is oh the NFL is gosh. doing thirst traps for Joe Burrow. Like the <laughs> NFL media and their TikToks and their Twitter <laughs> are doing thirst traps of Joe Burrow, and I love it. I eat it up. Every I time. got roped in trap. I got to show you that video, and I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but damn, is that man calm cool and collective by the way last year they get to the super bowl and i i remember i'm like yeah but you know Bengals just kind of had a run they're not gonna get back that was it this guy looks like he is the most comfortable of anybody else out there we always talk about josh allen it's funny i was doing this was it was like two weeks ago or something like that it was a conversation it was you know, is this just coming down to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? I'm like, why are we? No, why is not. nobody talking about? It's, it's not Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, first of all, like you're saying, I think he is because if you're saying to me you're going to go play a game next weekend, you get first pick of quarterbacks. I think I'm taking him. Now, Mahomes is hobbled. He's got the high ankle sprain, and he's probably pick one A even a, with the injury. It's along a big the, deal. But I, I don't know if I'm taking anybody ahead of him. I'm mm. not taking Herbert. I'm not taking Allen. I'm not taking any of those other guys that we talk about. That dude, to your point, Al, he went to the Super Bowl last year completely unexpected, and he's introducing himself to Aaron Donald in the middle of the game. Okay, that that's it's one thing to kind of play it up a little bit. It's another yeah. thing to be where 99's trying to break your yep. neck and you're like, "Hi Mr. Donald, I'm Joe Burrow. It's nice Here, to meet you." Here's that's my link. Here's my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> that's a different sort of dude, right? <laughs> and that's what he's doing and that get in Buffalo, it's snowing and they kicked their butts. They did. That was there was never a moment mm -hmm. where you're like, "I think Buffalo's still in this." You're like, "Oh no, no, they're getting their ass kicked." And that's because Burrow is that good, Chase is that good. I said this defense is on that good too. My pod uh, going into the Super Bowl last year, I said this is very early, but you know what Burrow and Chase remind me of, and this is ridiculous, except for it's not Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Just that because Joe Montana had that. Hey, this is all good, man. It's all cool. I got this, and they had a really special player in Rice. Mm -hmm. Burrow has a lot of those same traits. I don't think Chase is Jerry Rice good, but he's pretty darn good. Mm. And those two guys, with everything else around them, they only won four Super Bowls in seemingly three seasons. <laughs> they won every year. It's what it feels like they're getting ready to do. Well, the uh, who was it? I think the Bengals Twitter put out uh, refund for the Atlanta Yeah, that's great. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I like that troll. Remember that was, we have the sound from Joe Burrow. I'll play it for you right now. Remember when uh, Chargers put out that video about uh, cashing in those receipts? And you said, <laughs> Emily, you're like, this will look really bad. If they lose that game, they lost that game. Just a heads up. Just an Yesterday, FYI. just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. 
<laughs> perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Ask you sleep. better send those refunds. By, by the way, real quick here, top of the hour, I know there's a lot of uh, Laker fans that want to weigh in, kind of give their thoughts on the Hachimura trade. Yes. So we do that as well on the top of the hour. Ashley, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, we are loaded up on Twitter. If you'd like to send one there, at Travis Rogers. Of course, you can call as well, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's start on the phones in Torrance with Alex. Alex, hashtag Ask Lee. What do you got? All right, happy Monday, guys. Uh, my Ask Lee today is, Slee, would you rather be thrown in prison for six months okay. or be <laughs> already <a> interested? <laughs> yeah. Or be thrown in prison with a Rubik's Cube that you get to work on for one hour a day, and once you solve it, you're free. Um, uh, the Rubik's Cube, that's the right answer. But, Trav, if you're going to get in, right, if you're going to experience this thing, let's experience it. I mean, we might as well just get the full <laughs> six months in, right? I think there's something about uh, being all in. And if you're going to do something – it's a very zen moment where you just are, you accept where you are, you accept the situation. Eh, six months is no time. By the time we're, uh, summer's almost done and I'll be out of there. I don't think you could give me, you could give me 10 hours a day with that Rubik's Cube. I'm never figuring it out. <laughs> I, if, if my release were contingent upon solving the cube, I would basically be in prison for the rest of my life. I would never get out. It's I would, I would take impossible. all the pieces off. I'd find ways to take, take all the, the pieces stickers <laughs> off and replay. That's a good idea. You'd be out in an hour. I am a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's how you went in in the first place. You uh, befouled the, the Rubik's Cube. All right, here we go. This is from uh, Curtis. And Curtis writes, would Slee rather try a game-winning field goal or try to catch a game-winning touchdown? Hashtag ask Slee. Oh, that's easy. I think game-winning field goal. I feel like there's a lot more. Not that I feel like. There is a lot more that goes into a game-winning touchdown reception, Right. Whether it's you're running your route or you actually got open or you have a quarterback that has to make a throw at a certain amount of time or there's <laughs> He rifles uh, it in yeah, there at eighty miles an or hour. Or there's a hand that looks like it's gonna deflect the ball, but it doesn't, and now you have to adjust to all of that. You also have to have two feet in. I mean, there's so much that go into this. <laughs> a field goal, at least I mean, to be honest, uh, my problem is going to be getting over it, getting it over <laughs> getting everybody, it getting it up. <laughs> yeah. But I think I got a much better shot at a field goal than I would a game-winning reception. Yeah, I think you're right for all the reasons that you said. But, okay, let me let me change it a little bit. Like, let's say that they have the perfect play call, and, okay. they, and you know that you're just going to sneak off into the corner, and he's going to be able to throw you a nice little lollipop, and it's going to come right in there that you don't have to chip someone, you don't have to yep. do and he's not going to rip it in there but he's just gonna you're and, and the problem is you have a lot of time to think about it <laughs> exactly you're wide open and it's floating and everybody in the stands is going <gasps> yep <laughs> now that or the kick i think then i take the reception <laughs> i think i'll actually i'd rather have that 
than the kick. And I think placing it that way, I mean, listen, if you drop that ball, that's it. That's what you're <laughs> going to be remembered for for the rest of your life. So I'm taking the chances there. You could at least say, look, Brett Maher missed six or seven PATs. That's I'm all not I that bad. Say. I only dropped one pass along the Nate way. Nate Kading missed big field goals for the Chargers while I was there at Qualcomm. It's not that big of a deal. We just still talk about it 15 years later. <laughs> Treat me like a Marlon McCree over here. Here's uh, TFP. says, does Shannon Sharp's cardigan look like it was made of 25 other cardigans from other NBA dads he started beef with? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what That's if I'm going to get to that answer in a second here? But if I told you, J.J. Redick does his podcast, and for some reason he would not stop talking about Shannon Sharp's gear and then kind of putting the fight in the place, but then also going back to his gear, what do you think that cost? That that uh, sweater he had on? Yeah. Well, if it's worn by an NBA Hall of Famer who's very concerned about his It's not like crazy, crazy, but it's okay, just, Okay, but yeah. I'm going to say that's a $250 sweater. Okay, Taylor, what what uh Taylor is kind of our fashion guy here. If yeah, you guys yeah. don't know, Taylor uh, wears uh Armani and every day. Louis Vuitton every you know, day. <laughs> I'm gonna guess four hundred. Four hundred? Em, you got a guess there? Uh thirteen hundred. Em's closest, and she's about thirty five percent of the way there. Oof. It's thirty one hundred dollars. And then I think after JJ Reddick said that yesterday it was around thirty one hundred. Today Ooh. it's north of five thousand because it got really popular with uh with the incident it's a beautiful sweater honestly that was all i could look at too so it's it's got good game i don't say this often when it comes to things like clothes and whatnot i think i could pull that off i got that there's a certain dad vibes to that sweatshirt <laughs> yeah. that i could have i think i could have executed well, not, I mean, not at that price point but yeah. i, I would have given it a shot if we if there's a target version of that yep i could pull that off me personally when i see shannon sharp right i immediately say can trav wear that or not that's one of the first things that goes into my head. <laughs> I, I could I could warn that one. I would have pulled that off for sure. Aaron Palmer writes, when Lady Slee asks, how do I look before you guys go out, do you reply, A, without looking, great, B, looking up, great, C, you are exquisite. I think this might be a no-go, but I hope um, there's some appreciation in it. I tell her exactly what I think. And at least she appreciates it. I don't know if it's the right move every time, but there are times where I will tell her, got to be honest, not crazy about how that looks. And she'll say, okay, tell me why. And then I'll give her my reasons why, and then she won't change at all, and then we'll go out. <laughs> well, at least you got to tell the truth. See, Aaron, I have a feeling, is either is married, is in a relationship or whatever, because he makes a very important distinction. That you still get the, hey, what do you think of this? Sometimes we've all made the mistake. You don't even look. You just say, yeah, that looks great, right? He, that's the worst possible option. Yeah. You have to at least look and say, oh, no, that looks amazing. And then one out of every 600 times you're asked that question, you can go, that's eh, not my favorite thing ever, and it'll be taken well. But you, the other 599 times, that looks yeah. great. I wouldn't change a thing. Have you, you got in look. trouble for it, Alan? Have you, has she been like, all right, well, then we're not going? Like, I don't know. Has not not that we're not going, but there's definitely a little attitude walking over to the car, you know, <laughs> maybe ordering that, that glass of wine. She's maybe just kind of doing her own thing, and then uh, it takes a little time, 30 <laughs> minutes in. Do you the honesty back? Like, oh, if she, she did it to you? Yeah, I would. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is it's I don't, different. Though, I can't but we're make not a change. I was yeah, say, I can't, but we're and not I can't do anything about that. Like if, if if somebody said if Susan said to me, "Dude, that shirt, no, get get rid of that. That's terrible." I'd be like, "Oh, okay," and I'd throw it in the garbage. We'd I'd never wear it again. <laughs> but if you say that to the other way, it's it's taken as a personal oh, attack. Yeah, yeah. Personal. It's like she didn't make the shirt. 100%. She didn't weave it on her loom yes. in the back room. So that's what you think of my family? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't say anything about your family. No, I, just I just said the sweater. Love the, sh- the the sweater. But yeah, is, take it easy. Trav, does your wife? Rather ask Kelly what she thinks. All the time. Thinks? Yeah, they, they do fit checks with each other, and right. I leave the room as quickly as I possibly can <laughs> out of absolute disinterest. Uh, let's do one more here. This is from John in Fullerton who writes, no, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go to Capitano Matt. What is an acceptable non-breakfast food to start the day with? Non-breakfast food. Look, this is more, I have breakfast basically at dinner. I'm having eggs left and right. I'm having cereal left and right. Non-breakfast food. The only thing that I could think of, but it's not acceptable because I shouldn't have a couple slices of pizza and then walk in. Sure. But if I have pizza in the morning, I don't know what you want me to do. If it's in the refrigerator, I can have cold pizza. It doesn't matter the time. Pizza's the one item that I could have in the morning. No problem. Let's Let's keep it moving. Emily, do you have a non-breakfast related item that you can start the day with? Uh, I agree with pizza. Pizza's fine. I actually did that today, so that's great. And then lasagna. I think lasagna I've eaten for breakfast. That's aggressive. I like that. It honestly is not bad for breakfast. Um, I think I've I've had like pasta. I think I think like any like Italian thing. It doesn't. Okay, you know. Do you know when that happens? You know when that happens for me? It might be like you went out on a Friday or a Saturday night, and then you had leftovers. The leftovers are in the fridge. Then you don't have work the next morning. And you're lazy, you're getting out of bed, whatever, and it's like 10.30, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going in. I'm going to go ahead and have that pasta right now. Why are you having pasta at 10.30? Because it's in the refrigerator. (laughs) Because it's there, right? It's like climbing the mountain. One more, John in Huntington Beach. When you're already confirmed that you need to fix something at the house, but Lady Slee keeps bringing it up, do you then purposely take your sweet time to get it done? No, here's the problem with me and any type of uh, real work at the house. Um I, I, I'm not going to know what to do. Like, the only thing I'm good at is organizing. But what so, if it's just like taking out the trash or un- emptying the dishwasher, just something pedestrian? I, I'll take care of that. That's fine. I, I'm I'm pretty good at, because I'm kind of the same way. I don't want that stuff to linger as well. Like, I like a clean place. I like a clean spot. So I'll go ahead and handle it. I'll take care of it. What I'm not good at is, hey, um, the tub is backed up and <laughs> we need you the to- snake. Yeah, we need you to get an old hanger and get the wire and get all the hair out and everything else. It, that, to me, is basically like I'm pouring concrete to build seven units. No, nope, I'll stand in uh, two inches of water. Thank you very much. That can drain <laughs> over the course of the rest of the afternoon. I am 100 Just wait a half hour. It'll be gone. <laughs> exactly right. All right. Uh, the Lakers pulled off a trade this morning. Not the blockbuster one that was potentially out there, but... A little bit more of an auxiliary trade. We'll get into it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.